Welcome to the TBD Podcast. This is your host, Allison Lassard. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back. I have a little cough drop in my mouth. I'm excusing myself right at the beginning of this video because I'm getting over a cold and I'm just kind of trying to show up because there's been also a lot of construction. So I'm having to now record at night. And you know what? We're not letting it stop us, but I was trying to record before this and then my throat was getting really scratchy. So I'm just going to suck on this cough drop and keep it moving. So anyways, welcome back. Um, today I want to briefly talk about this concept of one-sided relationships. Also, I have some announcements for you guys. So the reason why I want to talk about this is because number one, it's probably one of the most common things that I see. And I've been on YouTube, obviously, you guys know for a really long time, for those of you that have been here for a while. And this was the biggest thing that I saw back then. It was like being interested in or pursuing a person who wasn't meeting you halfway or meeting you even more fully than that. And like you were the one doing all the giving and the overextending and the pursuing and the doing, doing, doing. And you were barely getting anything in return. And so there are a lot of reasons why. I mean, we could get into like, the psychology of it and all this kind of thing, but that's not what I'm going to talk about today because we've already been talking about that for years, right? Like we know that we are attracted to the things that feel the most familiar on an unconscious level. And so if it feels like home, no matter how dysfunctional it is, until we're aware of that and those patterns, we're going to keep attracting it. And so that's like step one. And I feel like a lot of us have been doing that work. So that's not what I'm going to get into today. <laughs> And this is kind of generally where at least I'm at in my journey. And I'm going to give a little context here because for a lot of us, we've been doing personal development for a long time now. Like I would say many years, <clears throat> right? And if you started with me back in the day, like 2016-ish, then you've probably been at this for a while. Like I was speaking to one of my male clients last night and he's been in therapy, for the last several years, meaning he did all the e-courses, like he did like every course I put out, I think he bought it and did it. And then he finally ended up deciding to go to a therapist and that really has helped him tremendously. And I highly recommend it to anybody. Therapy can be, talk therapy can be amazing if you haven't ever done that before. Especially for men out there who are watching and struggling. Cause I will tell you something not to digress from this topic, but like speaking of one sided, you know, I know that the majority of my clients were women over the years, but I've absolutely worked with quite a few men. And this is, this is, this goes for any gender. Like it doesn't matter. This is a pattern, right? And from what I'm hearing over the last two years, there's a lot of men who are like hanging by a thread. And I say that with all sincerity, like, please get support, like ask for it. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Of course, this goes for women or any gender, but I'm just saying for the men out there, especially because I know that a lot of men, they quietly watch. You know what I mean? Like I have, I see my demographics. I see my analytics and also just knowing from having a lot of male friends and men in my life, like I know that most men kind of quietly on the sidelines, observe, take in the information, whether it be the videos or whatever, reading books and stuff like this, and tend to do a lot of the work on their own. But I just want to say that, again, in the spirit of reciprocity and what we're talking about today, 
in this video that you deserve to receive. And I know that for all of us, when we're breaking the habit of overextending and overgiving and doing, 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 because maybe it feels really unfamiliar to receive, maybe it feels really uncomfortable. You know, it takes practice. It takes like leaning into the discomfort again and again of, again, being seen, being vulnerable, being witnessed. For some people that haven't ever done that, especially for men out there, that that feels really new and familiar. And maybe you're the one that's always giving in your relationships and you're the doer and you're the one that just feels like you are breaking your back, but you're not really getting what you want in exchange. And and that could be because you're not asking for it. It could be because you're embarrassed. Or you think that it's your obligation to do the most, right? I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in there because I do think that there's this realm opening up. And again, this isn't new for me. You guys know, like I did a whole men's interview series back in like 2016, talking to men about awakening and spiritual awakening and stuff because I didn't feel like they really had the platform. But this has changed a lot over the last couple of years. And now I'm seeing a lot more men come forward. But Again, not every man is going to resonate with uh, like men's groups in the way that they're being held. So I don't know. I just I feel personally that there's a space here and an opportunity and, and also the community that I've been practicing in the, the Buddhist community that I've been meditating with, like in New York, specifically with Three Jewels, the studio. There's just all different kinds of people and there are a lot of men that practice in addition to women. So it's it's a nice, uh, again, it's not so gender specific, but I'm saying like to see a lot of men in the space has been really kind of refreshing. Actually, I've, I've loved practicing and being in community with more men because it's interesting to hear their perspective and it's cool to see them practicing. And again, I've been doing meditation pretty heavily this whole year, very specifically on that. And so meditation's for everybody. And so... I digress a little bit, but I, I felt like that was important to add in here for the men that might be watching and thinking, how can I help? How can I help myself here? Like, what what can I do next? You know, therapy can be a great step. Um, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, people, the more aware we are, the more that we're able to show up for other people, the better we're going to feel. And also, like, you need to be witness too, you know what I mean? Like we all deserve to, to have space held for us and it's gonna improve the quality of all of your relationships when you're more aware. So for some people, and this is what I was getting at before, one of my teachers says like, usually before you really reach what we, we could call like a spiritual path of serving others, truly serving others, you've gotta go through a personal development stage where you are learning about yourself. Because otherwise, what ends up happening a lot of times, especially with like empaths and spiritual people and healers, quote unquote, is that they haven't done so much of the personal development yet. And they're trying to like heal themselves through their offerings. And I did some of this too. I mean, I think we all do that to some extent. And yet it's really hard to serve others if you, if you don't understand yourself, if you're not very self-aware or you're not taking good care of you. What ends up happening is that you're burned out, you're resentful, you're drained, um, you don't have a lot to give and like your heart wants to give, but just physically, energetically or emotionally, you're depleted. And so there's levels to this. 
But I would say that over the last several years, at least for me personally, what I've noticed is that I was on a personal development journey. And so I was doing a lot of self-discovery. I was doing a lot of things that were self-focused, like how can I, you know, resolve this emotional pattern or how can I do this X, Y, Z, right? And I think a lot of you guys are on the same wavelength. But you reach a point where it's like, now what? <laughs> That's the point that I've been at for a while, which is why I'm not surprised that the Buddhism fell on my lap at the time that it did last year into this year because I was looking for a way and a pathway to step it up with the service because I felt like, all right, I, can't, like, I know a lot about me now. I feel good. I'm taking good care of myself. My self-care is definitely top-notch. Like Those aren't the issues anymore. So now what? It's like at a certain point, you're, it's time to give back to others. Meet really, truly give back to others. And, and that's where I'm coming from in this video, but also in the workshop that I'm teaching this month on reciprocity. Because again, you have to, you know, one of my teachers also, a different teacher says like, you gotta practice where you're at. So I understand that different people are in different phases of this. And that's why I said there's levels to this. Because I've noticed over the years, like where my capacity to give more selflessly and without all of the expectation and the attachment, it didn't happen immediately. That really came through number one, almost like stage one of that was again, you need the self-awareness to like even understand your own patterns. Like what are my mommy and daddy issues? Why do I attract people who don't, don't give back to me? What are my, what are those core wounds? Yeah, that's very important to know those things. And then you have to keep moving. It's like, okay. <laughs> Then what? And then it's like, all right, maybe you need to practice giving to yourself for a while. Like really, like hardcore, like you might need to make really strong boundaries. You might need to like implement things that you've never done before. You might need to say no to people. You know, I think we, it's almost like a little kid, like a toddler who's individuating at like two years old. It's like, no, 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 me, 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 me. For a lot of people, you didn't learn how to Hold space for yourself, how to be there for you, how to like take care of yourself and prioritize your own well-being. So that's actually really important. And I wouldn't tell people to rush past that because if you don't understand that and sort of integrate those lessons, then this isn't gonna make sense to you, what I'm gonna share with you next. It won't land. You won't understand it. You'll be like, I can't comprehend how I could ever get to a place where I could truly give that much away and not feel tired again depleted resentful wanting something back like i get it because if you haven't even given to you yet this is gonna seem out like it's gonna seem out of touch you're gonna be like i don't get it or even un impossible but it's not impossible and so Kind of when you move through the and again i have courses for this you guys also so if you are it depends on where you're at one of the bundles, and this is really geared for women, because most of my clients have been women, is um, the Embodied Feminine Bundle. Inside that bundle is the Return of Venus Immersion and some other things, all my master classes. And so those are like somatic tools and embodiment practices. But the point of that program, Return of Venus, which was an immersion I held, a five-week immersion back in 2021, was to practice receiving, was to practice giving to you, was to practice slowing down 
Because again, most of the people that watch my content were the givers, the overgivers, the overdoers. And receiving felt really foreign, really uncomfortable, really. Why? <laughs> it's about surrendering and also not being in control of everything and, and being comfortable where there's spaciousness around you energetically or physically or emotionally. Like so many people are just busy, 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 doing, doing, doing. Because the capacity to actually lean back and trust that your needs will be met, that you can surrender more, that you don't, that you're not actually in control of everything <laughs> the way that we think we are. That's a whole practice in and of itself. Also, kind of getting your nervous system stronger and up to par so that when those fluctuations happen, when a void space presents itself in your life, or I don't know, a relationship isn't going the way that you want it to, or you're experiencing some other challenges. Like a lot of people just on a sort of somatic or nervous system level don't have the capacity yet to, 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 to maintain, to sustain like a, a sense of groundedness and centeredness. It's like people just collapse. They fall into overwhelm. They, they withdraw. They, uh, they, they push people away. They actually repel sort of the intimacy or the connection that they're yearning for because they're so uncomfortable just, again, on a nervous system level. So the, that's why I'm saying like there's nuance here, there's levels to this. And so, and again, a lot of the people that joined the return of Venus at that time needed to learn how to say no. Because before you can really say yes and before you can really start to give, it is important, I feel, to practice having boundaries. <laughs> Because <laughs> a lot of people don't have any boundaries at all. They, they're like doing everything for everyone and then their life is a mess. Some of that way back in the day was like, go read a book like Codependent No More. If you grew up around things like addiction, alcoholism, um, you know, those types of patterns create a self-abandoning wound where we're like always tracking the people around and not taking care of ourselves because we're so like out of our own body, out of our own energy field, trying to micromanage what's going on around us or caretaking or emotionally caretaking or whatever. It's like a self-abandonment thing. And so a lot of times, you know, that may be it too. I'm, I'm not like talking about those things anymore in that way because it's really, you know what I mean? We've like been there and done that and a lot of you guys, and, and what I wanna do moving forward is different. I think you have to, again, practice where you're at identify even based on the things that I'm saying today in this video now kind of identify where you're at you may be in a position where you're like you know what I've read a lot of books I understand my my mother and father stuff I understand my sort of abandonment stuff or rejection wound or whatever the thing is you know we've all got something maybe you've done some courses maybe you've um worked with a therapist or done group coaching or just stuff like this just you've you've been there and done that really <clears throat> Where I'm at and, and, and what I'd like to do moving forward isn't so much in the personal development realm anymore. It is kind of, but it's more like, how do, where do we go from there? Once you've identified all the things, you get to this point where something's got to change. And so I noticed that that's like a lot of people, when they reach that point, they either stay in these loops of like permanent feeling broken, like they need to constantly be doing healing, 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 healing. Okay, you know what I mean? If that's the case, I can't, I can't help those people anymore. But like, that's a, a lot of us think, oh, I need to be constantly healing. 
again, I think it's more of a mindset than anything because I'm sure we're always evolving, but I'm just saying some people really do stay stuck. And then they're like, why isn't anything changing in my life? I've done 600 courses. It's like probably at this point you need to change your behavior or something within your mind needs to shift because it's like you're on the hamster wheel of healing. So that's like some people, no judgments, I get it. I'm just saying that's not where I'm at. And then, and then once you kind of exit that, you're like, all right, again, you can put things into practice. But I think we all reach this point where we're like, it's not, it's time for something new. And I've noticed that a big shift that's gonna happen is like when you get to the point where you realize something major's gotta change for things to change. It's like something actually has to change. You can read all the books and you can do the courses, but if you don't actually get to that like second order change where you're implementing new behavior and then consistently showing up in a new way, then things don't change. And to me, that's that's insanity. Like to stay in the same place for years and years and years, I understand why it happens, but that's not my vibe. I want to continue to move forward. And so in this video, what I'm talking about with reciprocity and these one-sided relationships is like, I know that personally I reached a point where it was like, all right, I've read the books again, I've done the courses, I've done group programs, I've been in immersions. And I realized that it was like I was ready for the next level of change. And I'm like, okay, well, what's that going to look like? For me, it started looking like, again, if you're in that position where you need boundaries right now, then make boundaries. You know, practice with that because that's its own practice. Or purchase the bundle and work with some of those exercises because that's not, that's not just like, oh, I need to say no. It's like the, the again, somatic stuff, the breathing, the meditating, the embodiment practices that are going to help you be in your body and be able to stay grounded and and not continue to sabotage the connections that you want or sabotage the closeness or sabotage the prosperity whatever the thing is that you'd like to receive a lot of times we're just unconsciously pushing it away because the the sensations that arise when we're being vulnerable when we're being transparent when we're doing something new that feels scary and unknown to us like unconsciously, our body might be like, nope, can't handle it, can't handle this much change, can't handle this much sensation, shut down, shut down. And so then that's where people get stuck. And that's something that I noticed. That's why I made programs that actually were about being much more in your body instead of just staying in this intellectual realm of like, let's talk about our problems. Again, there is benefit to everything, but you can only talk so much. That's why there's a difference between like, talking about relationship stuff and actually embodying it. And to embody something, number one, you have to be present in your body. <laughs> a lot of people live from the neck up. They're very numb. They're very disconnected, you know, and intellectualizing constantly and always going on these mind loops, but not actually practicing getting into their body more and getting out of their head. That's what Return of Venus is all about. So I'm just saying, if you're in that position where you are in your head a lot, you, you haven't really done any kind of like, breathing. I mean, I, I don't do breath work. I do like yogic breathing exercises, pranayama. Um, and now I'm doing more specific meditation as I've been studying the Tibetan Buddhism all year and will continue to. And so depending on where you're at, there's kind of like what I would call like this kind of third stage where at a certain point you're like, all right, now it's not about me anymore. Like I want to actually give back to others. And this goes for everything because you're going to notice in your relationships that as you prioritize you, as you put yourself first, just checking the time, as you start to show up for you truly, and you feel like you're filled up. Cause again, this is a stage of, I think, personal development that you've got to go through. 
Because if you don't know how to give to yourself, then giving to others, again, is going to create these patterns of, of energetic drain and, and bitterness and anger. And that's not what we're going for. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, I mean, for me, like I'm on a path of, all right, if I were, if I became enlightened, then I'd be like a Buddha. And then I would have boundless, infinite energy to give, love. I would be infinitely loving. I, it would never run out. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I'm there. I'm just saying that's kind of in the back of my mind. I'm like, imagine if you could be in that position to just love everyone and just give as much love as was needed. And it was never too much. And you never felt like you were depleted because it was infinite. It was limitless. I know it sounds, again, it's like, what? <laughs> How do we actually apply that? You start applying it in small steps, you guys. And so we come to this kind of third kind of stage three. I'm not saying it's a stage linear, but I'm just saying that's what it feels like in my life because I've gone through these other spaces. Once you start to take care of you truly, emotionally, you start to show up for you again. You're physically feeling more healthy. Emotionally, you're, you're meeting your needs. You're able to self-soothe. You're not abandoning yourself anymore. Uh, you have better boundaries with people. You know where your limits are. When you really practice that, you're going to feel a lot better and you're going to feel a lot more full. And then you're going to start to be like, wow, I'm in overflow. Now I want to give. Like I told you, there's only so much that you can hold on to before the cup spilleth over. And really for me, the kind of goal in my mind has always been, I want to get to a place where it feels so good to give and I'm not depleted and I don't feel exhausted and I don't feel resentful and I'm not so... Like, I'm not grasping on for the exchange to be transactional. Like, now give it back. Like, I, that's, that's not the vibe. But I understand that it's a part of growth, right? That we've got to go through these different phases. And so if you get to this point, it's like the true spiritual teaching of generosity is like the infinity symbol. And it's like giving and receiving is the same energy. It's no different. But most people don't really understand this because, again, maybe... You haven't even gotten to the point where you're prioritizing yourself. And you're going to see it mirrored in your relationships. You're going to see. And there's nothing to feel shame about here. You have to just become aware. The thing I love about Tibetan Buddhism is there's no such thing as guilt. They literally don't have a word for it. What they use is what they call intelligent regret, which is where you're like, all right, I did a thing. It created some hurt or it wasn't serving me. It hurt me. It hurt other people. I notice it. Let me not do that anymore. Let me create a, a new behavior, a new an, an antidote to that and keep it moving. They do not sit around and wallow. They don't have a word for it. The Dalai Lama was like, what's guilt? He needed it translated into a different word. I'm loving it. I love that because guilt really is pointless, you guys. That's not my feeling. I do. I feel like it's pointless. Intelligent regret, on the other hand, is like, okay, let me become, let me be aware. Let me take ownership. Let me take radical responsibility for my reality, which is where I'm at. And that's like, that's like where we're at now here on this channel, no matter what it be, no matter if it's moving through like a self-paced course or whether we're meditating together, whatever the case may be, I can only serve people when they're at a place at this point to take total responsibility for the reality that they're experiencing. And that might feel radical in some cases to people. You might not be ready, but hopefully you're ready. And so if so, let's get into this final little stage. Essentially, at this point, again, if the spiritual teaching really is that giving and receiving is the same energy and that true generosity has no expectations, it's not conditional. But a lot of people are in relationships secretly, unconsciously expecting something back. And it's like this weird 
thread attached to your giving that's like, I'll give to you if you give me something back. I'll love you if you never leave me. I'll love you if you validate me the way that I need you to or want you to. I'll do this favor for you if I get something back. Like it's going on unconsciously usually in our in the backs of our minds. That's what's happening energetically. And so, of course, when we don't get it the way that we want it or, or we don't get the result we want, we're suddenly pissed off. Well, then we're angry. Well, then then we push this person away or or judge them or say that it's their fault or, oh, my God, this is so one sided. So that's what I'm getting at. The true like true generosity is not conditional. It's not transactional. It's infinite. It's limitless. It is, it's, it's, you, it's freely given. Again, it's very different. The frequency of it is different, but like just understanding that it, just thinking, think about the infinity symbol. But that's not how most of us are acting. <laughs> Let's be honest, because again, these things are practices. And so, so what we're going to be doing in the monthly workshop, and by the way, I don't think I announced it in the beginning, the Zen Den is open, you guys. It's in the um, description notes below, but this is my new membership. And so this membership has two tiers and, and both tiers always have access to the monthly workshop. This month, we're talking about this, reciprocity, the art of giving and receiving. What I'm offering to you guys really is number one, like a spiritual teaching on this, kind of like what we touched on here at the end. And then we're gonna do a meditation practice, a specific one, because the meditations that I'm offering to you guys now in the membership or wherever are rooted in this lineage of Tibetan Buddhism. So they're actually very specific. Um, you can do it for many things, but the technique beneath it is specific. And so like we did in the magic of purification last month, for those of you that came to the free workshop, which was like a preview of Zen then what was going to go on inside the membership. Um, I'll be doing another practice where we're going to actually focus on releasing scarcity because a lot of people feel like there's not enough to give. Again, we're looped into this like scarcity mindset, scarcity consciousness that actually isn't, it's like an illusion, but then we have to create the imprints in our mind of something new. If we want to experience more reciprocity, more generosity, more receiving in our lives for everything that we're giving, then we need to plant something new in our mind. And that's really what we're doing in the meditation. It's like we're, we're like taking out the parts of us that are like, oh, I expect this, I expect that, da, 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 and then we're not getting our needs met. And we start to plant something new. <laughs> surprise, surprise, we'll do it together. And then as you do your practices and as you meditate, hopefully more and more regularly, even if it's for a short period, you're watering the seed, right? And this is where your reality starts to change because it's got to start to change from within you guys, from your mind. And that's where we're at. So the Zen then has two tiers. Tier one is the basic plan. That's $22 a month. You get access to the workshop live or the replay. So don't worry about it. I'm going to play around with the days and the times. I'm probably going to do it in the evening because I like to teach in the day, but it's noisy right now in my apartment building. There's a lot of construction. So I'm probably going to do them in the evenings, which is probably better for people because I'm sure more of you are available. So you'll get the workshop and then some extra member discounts and things like that. Um, you'll get discounts on one-to-one -one intuitive readings if you want to book a reading. The tier two is the inner circle, and that's just more intimate and there's more going on. So you're going to also get access to the workshop. So you'll be able to come live or watch the replay. And then you're going to get a bunch of other perks. I'm going to upload two, um, a new and a full moon intuitive reading every month. So with the tarot and Oracle, like old school, 
and you'll get discounts as well on one-to-one. You'll get access to three e-courses. So you're going to get access to that embodied feminine bundle as part of your membership and also the wealth bundle that I have and the love and money activation one. So, and there's another bundle and new stuff coming too. So you guys will get access to some new stuff as well. Um, there's just a bunch in there. Like I included quite a bit more, also some pop-up live calls and guided meditation practices you can use on your own. There's already some in there. And then I'll also probably hop on for like a live class, maybe twice a month. We'll see as it grows. And so inner circle is like, you want more contact and more community. The basic plan is good if you're just like, you know what, I just wanna plug in once a month, whether it be live or just to watch the replay and do it on your own. And a little bit of support, but you're not, do you know what I mean? Like it depends on where you're at. People's needs are different. So the doors are open for Zenden. You can join. It's 22 for the basic plan a month or 88 for the uh, inner circle plan per month. And it's a good option if you've been like looking at programs or maybe an immersion or longer term and you weren't ready for that. This is a good um, middle ground. So come to the workshop. Just you have to join the Zenden and then you can come to these workshops and get also all the old replays of previous ones. It's going to be at the end of the month after Thanksgiving. So it's past the holidays. And right now I have the time during the day, but I might honestly change it to the evening. So TBD on that. I probably will. But um, let's see how it goes uh, with people coming in and joining since it's new. And that's it. You know what I mean? If you guys want to check out the bundles instead, the links for that are also below. And yeah, I would just love to have you inside the workshop. So that's what we're going to talk about. And then we'll end with some Q&A. Assuming people are there live, we'll end with a Q&A, um, and it'll probably run about an hour. Again, if the space starts to grow more and then I need to make the workshops a little bit longer, I'm cool with that. Maybe we'll do 90 minutes, but this one I'm thinking an hour will be enough. So that's it. So I would love to see you guys inside. I'm going to be talking a lot about meditation this year. This is really like the main tool that I'm using now and how to apply it to all these things, to our love lives, relationships. Um, even our money, our business, our career, whatever, like it, this goes for everything. But for this one, we're going to talk about relationships. So I'm sending you guys so much love. I would love to see you in the Zen Den. Links are below to join and the details are on the page and I will see you guys soon.